Welcome back to Whatever We Want, a podcast about celebrating storytelling. We are not talking about movies and TV shows again this week because of the ongoing writers and actors strike. Uh, mm-hmm. So instead, we are talking about some video game stories. Uh, talking yeah. about your specialty, Daniel. Some BR stories. BR. Yeah. yeah talk about so, what makes good BR story and game. Yeah. yeah. How you doing? Yeah. You ready for this? I'm pretty good. Yeah. I was, I was like waiting for that because I was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just kept going. But I just never yeah. let you talk this episode. I just keep speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, dude. I'm doing good. How about you? You're just like auditing the class. <laughs> you're just auditing me talk for an hour. <laughs> That's something you're like, way more qualified yes. to talk about. <laughs> yes. All right. But yeah, well, so actually, you go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's VR, dude. I think it's something that's very important moving forward with storytelling in general, because, like, it's been booming a lot in the last couple of years, and I think it's obviously, like, the industry I'm in. Yeah. But Or, like, the niche industry, I guess you could say. Because I'm in gaming, but like or game design, but, like, VR, like, it brings not only a whole new set of problems on a technical scale for people to solve, but also brings a whole plethora of, of opportunities. Tools, yeah, new ways to tell for stories. storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of had like an observation that I wanted to ask if you think is accurate or if I'm not. Like when you brought up this topic, I, I had this thought. I was like, I wonder if he agrees with this or not. I feel like the first like age of mainstream, the first chapter of mainstream VR was really about highlighting the technology and like the 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 practice of vr like it was about like okay this game you can like move around it's just about like the technology aspect of it and like oh it's this new thing like beat saber was big like there's not really a story to my knowledge of like beat saber and like super hot that one had a little bit of a story but it wasn't super like anything like super fleshed out super hot super fleshed out um (laughs) i i i wondering if now we're getting to a point where like vr we're past that initial like excitement phase i know it's not still super mainstream like not everyone has a vr headset but i i think for me i'm predicting the future of vr games what's going to stand out is excellent storytelling and that's going to be the next chapter after the just getting over the hype okay so you think that too agreed i do agree with that but that's also there's there's two parts to that like a lot of a lot of what you're saying there it's weird because you're you're viewing it from like a storytelling perspective where i've always viewed it kind of like as a it's a discovery of the technology right like what can be done what can't be done uh-huh. uh, and what should be done versus what shouldn't be done i mean i know you uh for example and Ev- really evan get motion sickness right so it's like there's literal physical restrictions yeah limits to what you're able to do for when it comes to certain capabilities of this hardware right so it's really the first couple of years like with beat saber and, and again the game uh-huh. like super hot stuff like that it's like hey what kind of mechanics can we add to give players a sense of control and sensibility of like how they're interacting with the world and environment, uh-huh. but at the same time, make sure that they literally don't get sick and hurl while doing right. it. That's a, yeah, that, I guess that's a huge hurdle to get over compared to like previous games that you didn't really have to think about as much. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I know there's still some motion sickness in other games that some people can't play and something they had to consider, but yeah, yeah. This, since this is like a whole new frontier that's like to that to another level which just makes it even more difficult to like make good games and tell good stories because you have that additional hurdle to get over yeah. while you're fighting this new technology that hasn't been tested yet so that it's exciting but also yeah interesting and challenging yeah so the first couple of years of that of like mainstream vr in my mind was always like 
there's different studios searching up how to do different approaches to solve these kinds of uh, physical and technical problems like that, right? Okay. You kind of had to do that before you can even get into good storytelling. Because imagine, imagine right. if you're trying to write a like really compelling story, but you can't like but walk. Properly. You can't walk, and like every step you took made you feel like you're gonna hurl. Like you, like literally, Beat like Saber that walked so Rune Waker <laughs> could run. <laughs> exactly, but no, no, like it's 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 literally funny. Like like there's then also different philosophies that then come into it. Then right, because there's there's certain points where you have to ask for yourself as a developer, right? Like what am I willing to compromise with? Because uh, there's some cases where like, like for example, I'm thinking like Boneworks or Bone Lab, right? Like they wanted to have full on physics, full on locomotion stuff like that, and uh-huh. they knew that would make people motion sickness. Or uh, make them motion sick, right? Okay, make them motion sickness. You yeah, become I said that very motion sick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I am. I was thinking sickness. give them motion sickness, and I said make them. But anywho, uh, yeah. But they decided to go that route anyway because they had a goal in mind of how they wanted to provide a. Again, their philosophy was like, "Hey, we want to provide a full physics as immersive and as real- realistic as we possibly can uh, uh-huh. mechanically." Right, so they focused on that, and at that too. Even with games like that too, like with Super Hot and Boneworks and and uh, a lot of other games, I feel uh-huh. like there is story there. Actually, I know there is story there. I know for Super but it's Hot, like you said like, too. They're like, like kind of, it feels like secondary to like the the mechanics. The, the, the mechanics is like the the draw, like the marketing to it. Like I, I think, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, and I think like the next phase, I think eventually the mechanics are going to lose their like initial excitement and appeal, and it's still going to be a selling point. But I think. To stand out, studios are going to have to highlight the storytelling at, after a certain point. Because I think that's honestly what excites humans and, and humanity I, is connecting with stories. I disagree with that. I do think that storytelling... I agree with you with that storytelling is going to be pushing the games further in VR. Uh-huh. But I feel like if there's going to be lack of days go with mechanics and it's not going to go well no 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 yeah no i'm not i'm saying the mechanics have to just be a given after a certain point like it i'm not i'm not saying like they're going to forget everything and if they tell like a decent story like if you're just sitting in vr reading a story that's going to be exciting no, no no i'm not saying that at all i'm saying like after a certain point the mechanics alone are going to just have to be a given and aren't going to be the main draw i think it's going to be what stands it out as a story and also maybe how to instead of just doing these base vr mechanics what new creative thing can you do in the mechanics they'll be working in tandem that, that's what i'm saying i that, think storytelling exactly. is gonna get that, more important that's how now. i that's how i view it there needs to be a magical balance between like the mechanics and the storytelling and yeah and it's i'm even saying better in the past developers it's been get, like, mechanics then storytelling yeah. and i think they're gonna storytelling is gonna have to rise to mechanics at some point and i think that's where we're shifting okay yeah to. That, that i agree with yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'm not saying forget about mechanics at all. It sounds like you're saying like how like no, no, no. do this, but like this. No, I think I get it has it. to yeah. rise. Yeah, yeah. For for audio listeners, we just did different arm level rising. Yeah, we're actions. saying. <laughs> I, I think we explained like mechanics are up as the highlight right now. And storytelling is kind of secondary, and I think they're both gonna have to rise to that same level the mechanics is already at, and both yeah. be good to stand out once competition increases, once the technology is more readily available and gets more popular in yeah. this next chapter um so going back to just storytelling with vr like what do you think makes a good story in vr or, or like what do you predict is gonna it, make it things stand to, out in the future it's an extension of what makes good storytelling in just regular games but even more so and what i mean by that is the really good storytelling games are the ones that are immersive in a sense that you can feel related to the character and the the world that they're in if uh-huh. you nail that then you're solid and the thing is, nailing that in VR takes a lot more effort, a lot more time 
than it does for a traditional game. How come? Because you need to make sure that you're literally in the shoes of the character. If I was just going to like make a world and then just have you like walk around it compared to like having that character actually physically like interact with the world, be able to like destroy things, interact with things, search for different items, interact and talk to different characters. Like you're the one literally doing that, right? As compared to like you just walking up and like doing like a pressing A or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. So, and that works for like other, like I'm thinking like storytelling games, like from Naughty Dog, like Uncharted or Last of Us, right? Like those are very peak uh, story-driven games, uh-huh. right? And their their whole identities are based around, again, our protagonist, obviously, but also the worlds that they're in. Whenever you're Nathan Drake, you're not just Nathan Drake in a grocery store. <laughs> you're <laughs> him, like, <laughs> like on a, some world-crazy adventure where he's, like, going out and discovering something new and there's, like, some kind of mystic element, but then you have to, like, question yourself, like, is, is it really mystic or is it, like, some kind of, like, science fluke or play that's going on there? Like... It's how the world is pushing the characters into the, whatever path they're taking. That's right. the key to making VR stories even better. So you don't do you not think on that note that stories that are like maybe in a simpler world, like I'm thinking like something like you know all those like simulators where it's like power washing simulator or even like something like the Stanley Parable when it's just like in an office building. Do you think that wouldn't do as well in VR? Like it has to be a no. strong environment. Okay. You just drew up two big different ranges of that because the same like no, is like, all about story, but like <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That's why I brought it up so we can talk about both. But like, so no, you, like you don't think I'm just talking about because again, power like, imagine sim. something like like power washing sim, right? Because there could be a story there, but like again, the heart of that is the mechanics. So if you wanted right. to add a story there, you 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 could, but then it needs to be written properly. You're a struggling power washer, uh, company entrepreneur trying to get your feet off the ground, but suddenly big power washing company comes in and takes all your clients. Oh, I was gonna make it like a murder mystery. Like you get like a shipment to come in one day. Like oh, we need you to pressure wash our car, or something like that. But in actuality, oh. you find like a dead body or like leg or whatever in the and car. They're and they're asking like, you to clean it up, but you're like, yeah, no. you're like, so uh, you have to like I take do? a picture and you like become this detective. And yeah. you have to clean up the streets. You have to oh, clean up the streets. The yeah. Daniel. <laughs> we should make Power Washing Sim the murder mystery <laughs> VR. <laughs> that would be oh freaking dope, dude. But yeah, like, you see what I mean? Like, you can add a story to that and, like, have it be immersive. Like, you literally going through and, like, like funnily enough, like, actually cleaning up the streets. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's that, like a, that then you needs know, to be with the mechanic, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. You know how it's like uh, there's those games where it's like you can choose to go down the good path or a bad path. I feel like that we could have a metric of that where it's like the amount you clean. Like if you just walk past like some gum on the street and you don't clean it up, you like your reputation goes down or something. <laughs> you seeing you there's like someone getting mugged in an alley and you like have the option to like pressure wash them off the person <laughs> or like actually no, I'm just going to walk away. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no. you need, and you have to also to consider like how much water you have. So you have to save your water for certain. Oh, so dang. if you wash that gum, then you can't save the people in the alley later. So it's like, <laughs> oh my, the moral quandaries, Daniel. <laughs> that would be so tragic. You just walk, like I'm out of water. I can't do anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help you. I uh, picked up some gum. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, I want to like develop this pressure <laughs> <laughs> washing game. Now. And that dude, that's what I love about VR, man. Like, like that's the thing. Like when you imagine yourself in a story like that, you are literally freaking doing it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just picturing me like with my VR like pressure washing setup, like 
uh, time to clean up the street. I don't know. Some other phone. I've used that one. Your a roommate lot. walks in while you're in your headset and like, oh, what's he doing? Like, <laughs> look over at your monitor screen and there's just gum being washed away. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh. Yeah. Well, I was going to go off with your other analogy with Stanley Parable. Okay. Yeah. Because like the that's the thing with Stanley Parable is like that's also meant to be like very like you you are Stanley. Can you explain right? the so, like, premise of Stanley Parable for anyone that doesn't? know? Okay, so the Stanley Parable is like a paradoxical game to where you are an office worker named Stanley, and you're able to actually go through this office space and make different choices. But along the way, you have a narrator that's like telling you what to do, right? And you can so choose you can whether or not to listen to him or to not. not listen to him. Or it's a really good game. And there's so many different endings and outcomes uh, because there's like different ones based like it'll branch off based on what different choice. Like you could choose to go left here and then uh, right in the future. And like it's compared to like two lefts and two rights. And it's just, it's yeah. just crazy. It's like so and there's so many little memes and Easter eggs. Two wrongs um, don't make it right. But three lefts do. Oh, yeah. They thought about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so, my favorite it's, it's, line it's from funny how that works out the fairly odd parents when i was a kid when i heard that i like blew my mind i was like it does if you <laughs> turn like, left three times you're facing right <laughs> it's like the cars uh thing like sometimes to turn left you got to turn right or whatever it is like that also blew my mind i feel like i was just directly challenged as a kid, very... <laughs> i guess now that i'm figuring this out but like you're like this all makes like, sense wow. i could see it it's like i could see, see you watching as a kid and then you're like you're literally like Left? yeah oh oh my god <laughs> yeah it works but yeah but sorry the stanley parable yeah but the reason why i think something like that would work very well in vr is because the mechanics for that are also super simple you're just walking around yeah you're just walking around and like at one point you pick up a bucket i think that's pretty much it oh <laughs> but like but like the the whole premise of that is again it's stanley going through this experience and that's the whole point like it's it's meant to immerse you as stanley going through and you this. feel like you'd be like more immersed because you're like actually in vr walking experiencing it looking around at the options you can take yeah exactly okay so you think so, that would do well in like a vr oh definitely game well, that's, okay. that's the thing i it doesn't need to be a vr game doesn't need to be heavy mechanics but if you are going to go with the story your mechanics need to work with that story Okay. If you do too much in one way or the other, I mean, if you have more mechanics, that's fine, because then you just have a mechanic, again, like Beat Saber, like, that's the focus of that game, right? Dude, imagine Stanley Parable, but you could also just, like, whip out a lightsaber and, like, <laughs> just added that mechanic. <laughs> but, so, you're saying the mechanics, you'd rather have more versus the story you'd rather have more? No, no, what I'm saying is, is if you have a story that doesn't have the mechanics to support it, you're not going to have a good game. Right. Are there any examples of that that you've played or can think of where that like, uh, has happened? I would say, honestly, kind of recently with us, uh, Bread and Fred a little bit. And here's why I'm saying this, right? Because there is a story. So there. Bread and Fred is uh, it's just more so mechanics driven. It's like yeah. a, it's a game where you're two penguins um, together, Tethered like to each roped other, together, and able tether. to like swing each other and like pull and like each fling other each other like up. Yeah, it's like you you're higher. trying to get as high as possible. And so I'm not the, talking the f- about elevation. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Dude, like, that'd like be the crazy. Vavakanic was Dude, in it. Red Fred be... just whip out <laughs> blood. <laughs> like, oh, no, because like, you know how it's like really cold on top. So it's just like, oh my god, let me. Like, t- time to numb myself. You know, time to loosen up a little bit. Mm. I'm about to go to a fishing Elon competition. Need to get, get up my appetite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you were so. What are you, what are you saying? What's your point with? Because there's Fred? more elements to the story that we didn't really get into. 
right? Because, okay. like, for example, you could, like, bring things to different characters and all that stuff. But at that point, the mechanics were, I would we say, were, like, challenging to a point that we didn't care to do it. Okay. So you're saying it was too... Like there weren't enough, there weren't enough mechanics. Or like the mechanics weren't up to the standard that the story. The mechanics was trying didn't support the story. If you're somebody who wanted to go through and like pay, which is again the the reason why that's okay with Brett and Fred here is because the focus was on the mechanics. The story right. was just there to also be there. But my point here is with this is that if you're somebody who's story driven and you want to uh-huh. play a game for the story, you wouldn't like Brett and Fred because of the mechanics being uh, more challenging. Uh, a, like it disables you from getting the full story experience unless you're willing to go through because the you're so focused on just learning the mechanics and and yeah get, develop like progressing that way yeah okay that makes gotcha. sense interesting yeah i think so yeah what do you look for when you're like scrolling through vr games like what makes things stand out to you that you look for for, for me what sticks out to me is story-driven games but they also have to have a cool style and cool mechanics. I feel like there's also a lot of variability with style you're able to have. So it's the merriment, the marrying of those two. Yeah. I think that's the, kind of the lesson of this is like the the mechanics and the storytelling are what have to be working well, synergizing together. Yeah. Like the like in the Incredibles. Wait, I can't. Wait, we shouldn't talk about projects that are not out right because it's strike. a movie that's that's been done forever now, Jake. I know but you're not supposed to. It's what all the little cogs mesh together that thing <laughs> okay okay anyways but yeah so you look for yeah. stories and mechanics what like but like it needs to be yeah. it needs to be like for example like there's games that i don't play because the mechanics are like too straining like i don't do gorilla attack because that's just like what I is that throw myself gorilla tags are like a game where you're a gorilla and you just to walk around or really throw around you throw yourself around with your hands oh wow yeah it's very freaking draining dude and i don't that seems don't taxing like that. it is taxing and I'm an older man now. Maybe that's also part of something you have to consider. <laughs> the demographic you're like playing to is uh, like gamers that are maybe not the most physically capable or like wanting to be the most physically capable. I wonder if there's gonna be like a Wii Sports for Connect or for VR, not Connect. Is I mean, there anything like, like that? There, I mean, you already have things like mini golf and other things like that, like in like VR Chat, and, and I'm pretty sure there are other games like that. I do have a game I'm working on, Jake, so if we start to get too close to it, I might have to cut you off. I'm just saying. There's a little side project I've been just starting Oh, you're doing a on. side project? Yeah. It's only going to take me like a couple weeks. It's a super... Compared to Ruin Waker, dude, the uh, the code for what I'm planning on doing, super simple. Super simple. Wait, do you not want to talk about it, or can you not tell me about it? I, I mean, I could tell you, but I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't want it said to the world? <laughs> not yet. No, because here's to the thing, right? I don't have anything listeners? made yet. If I had more stuff made then, uh, okay. I'd be like, okay, now now I have a little bit of a buffer. So this is building hype. Daniel, you're being very smart here. I see what you're doing. Yeah, you're building yeah, yeah. a story around this game, this secret yeah. game, like the murder mystery. We have to solve <laughs> what this game is. We're going to wash away the paint so we can see what it is, Daniel. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I just forgot exactly what, what we were talking about. Uh, well, no, you're asking me, like, what do I look for? And I yeah. guess it kind of brings up, I can reverse that on you because you don't really do VR that much. So if you did do VR, right. what would you look for? I think I look for, I am still in a place where I really like the mechanic of it. Because I feel like I, if I'm going to play a story-driven game, I really like to just play 
a good story-driven game on my computer, so I can, I'm, like, kind of comfortable, and I also don't have, like, VR readily accessible, but I do get excited about those games like Beat Saber and Super Hot that are more, like, high-energy and, like, forces you to move because it's a fun mechanic, I think. Because yeah. I, I feel like Beat Saber would suck, like, in, like, a normal whatever, like, normal gaming. Like, if I was just flinging my mouse around to hit things or, like, pressing keys on a keyboard, <laughs> that would not be nearly as fun as, like, actually whipping controllers around and stuff. Um, so I, I think I look for mechanics that are different than... They're unique. That are unique to VR yeah. that you can't really do in just regular gaming. Like, I feel like... For me, if you just took Skyrim and I was given the option VR versus normal, just playing on my PC mm-hmm. or Xbox or something, I don't know if I would choose VR if it was a one-to-one comparison. If there was something different, like if I did some crazy move and that was like my Fusro Da, if I had to like do that, or like I could like ride the dragon or some something different, I think that would be different. It was at, if it was adding something, but if it was just a one-to-one, I think again because that whole motion sickness and also just it's a hassle for me to set up. Like I wouldn't yeah. do that. And again, that, that talks sense. about the range of VR users too. Like for me, if I had to do the twist again, I honestly probably would do Skyrim VR. Cause I'd mod the shit out of that to make it look like mm-hmm. pretty as hell. And then, uh, dude, it would be like cool actually to be, like, going around that Skyrim. World, like, yeah, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you said cool. you said like flying and dra- dude doing the horse riding up a mountain. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be awesome! Like I'm just like this. That'd be terrifying, like, actually. Like leaning, like looking up practically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be good. Maybe I would do that. I don't know. <laughs> dude, imagine being on a, a horse with a pressure washer, just <laughs> drive by. <laughs> pressure washing drive by but no like even things like like the stealth mechanics like that too i feel like would add so that much would be cool yeah you know like maybe, actually maybe sneaking around and then yeah, yeah. dude I, I remember my favorite piece of armor from that was the ebony mail because i could cloak you so like it's called ebony mail yeah so there's the ebony armor set is not right? ebony mall like a character from marvel that seems really close to each other that's interesting i don't know, I don't know but why that's just... ebony mail like like chain mail but it's not chain mail it's ebony armor and like okay. if, you, if you you know like you know in skyrim if you squatted down like you would be like hidden or whatever yeah it would cloak you like you'd oh, be wow. like in shadow yeah so it wasn't the highest highest from sonic armor but it was like no <laughs> 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 but it was like it was really helped you with uh self buff just imagine playing sonic in vr and you go into the spin and your Spins? camera just freaking going <laughs> dude, crazy dude that reminds me of the time we were at the track and we put me in the tire and we rolled. Oh my gosh. That would be what that was that would be the closest comparison to what I could think of is you're just in a tire just propel like falling at massive speeds downhill. So maybe uh, Sonic wouldn't be the best game mechanic wise no, to it, convert it to not. VR. Oh my That'd be God. funny. But yeah. But no, like I think it's it's not only story stylization too. I feel like if there's a game with a cool style, I'm also yeah. really drawn to that as well. I mean just in general, but with VR it takes things to a whole different level. Like, it's one of the reasons yeah. why with, with Rune Waker, why I wanted to have more of a, like, Ratchet and Clanky stylized feel. So that way it felt like it was something new for people to, like, get into and and uh, go around and explore. It's right. It's like being, like, trying to get, like, hyper-realistic or, right. or uh, do, like, the low-poly style that you see in other VR games. I think also just those, like, stylized games age a lot better than games that try to be hyper-realistic because the technology is constantly evolving and changing, like, 
year after year. Like I like the Force Unleashed was like supposedly a hyper realistic game, and in 2008 I thought it was super hyper realistic because like the grass mm-hmm. like flowed in the wind. That was one thing that stood out to me. And I am we're going back and playing that now, and it is crap. Like it, it, <laughs> the graphics. <laughs> Like, do not hold up compared to, like, hyper-realistic, like, Battlefield or something that's yeah. more recent. Um, and then just which wait is fine. Another, it's another a project five, ten years, time. Dude. Yeah, I know. But, like, I'm just saying, I really like, I think these kind of tune-shaded or even, like, stylized games like a Spyro definitely mm-hmm. don't age 100% perfectly. Like, you can tell, like, there's slightly less poly count and stuff. But it's, it's like, a product of its time in, like, a enjoyable more nostalgic way versus oh this looks bad kind of thing yeah yeah so i i just i i gravitate more towards stylized games if i'm playing older games versus and, and like the lego star wars games they the graphics have greatly improved on the latest one but yeah. the old ones are still very good because they're supposed to look like plastic rough on the edges lego blocks so it the yeah technology they had at the time worked fine for that so I, that's just that's kind of a different discussion of graphics um, and preferences in games, but interesting yeah. to talk about. I mean, that is a big thing that people need to also like remember too when it comes to VR because you're still working with only a mobile processor in some cases right. compared to like having a full PC. So that's true. that was a big thing that I feel like turned a lot of people down starting off because they're like, oh, why would I go play the graphics VR? Aren't as good. When I, yeah, when I'm like I can get a game that has better graphics on my PC, right? But like that's not the point of it, and that's something that I, that I feel like early on was just a bias that a lot of people like stupidly had because they weren't yeah thinking about like the experience as compared to the visuals uh, the visuals yeah yeah which is definitely like they're not because they're not claiming to be better visually like they're claiming that the visuals are getting better compared to old vr headsets but they're not claiming like this is going to compete with like your gtx 50 million whatever <laughs> graphics card you can tell i know a lot about graphics cards <laughs> yeah you, you tried there it's all right <laughs> is it gtx one gtx like you, you, okay 3080 you have a gtx yeah you have gtx i have rtx so nvidia's main line is gtx but now they've went over to rtx for ray tra- it's for ray tracing pretty much yeah uh see so yeah. i got the abbreviation and one of the numbers correct let me ask you this if there's like for yours right which is a 1080 ti what does the ti stand for uh Terminator infested. No. <laughs> uh, titanium. Termite infested. It's titanium. Yeah, it's just meant to be like, hey, this is like a higher end card. Cool. Is it made of titanium? No. What the heck? It lied to me. <laughs> We're washing away the lies of the corporate America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's graphic card information for you. But yeah, no, dude, that's one of the reasons why I was excited about like the superconductor thing, though. That was from China. That turned out to be fucking fake because like oh really yeah because you know what that would mean right if we did find a room temperature superconductor like that you could put that into like headsets you could put that into all kinds of computers oh like jake like why do you why do you have a problem with your heating because of the fans <laughs> or well, because that, like my it's too hot in the, and i put it in the corner of my room stupidly and why why is your computer <laughs> generating heat because it's my computer and i'm hot no <laughs> Because you're because the electrical output right is it's losing so much energy th- from heat. It's just not efficient. Mm. It's not efficient. I mean, it's, oh, it's efficient so as we can get more it. Efficient. Yes, because that means you would have a minimal loss of data and le- le- you know also of heat, like if losing energy through heat. Like you could then have, hell, modern day cooling solutions 
and push uh, processors even farther, like way farther if you had a, a superconductor like that. You know what else is cool? The water from our water pressing game. <laughs> <laughs> I just spritz spray, annihilate my computer with a power washer. <laughs> oh my God. But I'm the reason why I bring that. that up is because if we had somebody like that, then you'd you have eliminate that have, problem. Yeah, you'd, that wouldn't be a problem with Quest or like mobile processors. Interesting. So. Yeah. The graphics, I mean, have gotten better since the inception of VR. Oh, um, definitely. And it's continuing to get better. I feel like it's kind of like with your phone, like it's just going to keep getting better year after year, model after mm -hmm. model. Yeah. What I'm excited about is uh, I'm looking into this new headset called the Big Screen Beyond. Okay. Which is like this kind of headset that people have been going crazy about. It's super small. It's like. Like, uh, I super think it weighs small, less than like a mouse. Super, you know, wow. If not, like, yeah, no, it's, 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 and they like get a 3D scan of your face so that way, like, it, when they do the face, play, it will, like, match up to you. What if your face, um, like, changes? Like, what if you gain a lot of weight or, like, get liposuction or something, <laughs> like, a week later? Well, then you gotta get a new thing, but that's the thing. They'll send you the 3D model of that and then you can, like, reprint your things as well. So oh, you okay. If you wanted to. So it's, like, um, interchangeable? Okay. Yeah. Well, for that's kind of, yeah. It's a little bit of work based off the models that they have now, but yeah. Um, but it's better graphics. But that's the thing. Uh, well, no, it's a PC VR headset, but the big thing with that one is super small form factor. And this talks about it coming out with a wireless mode, which means you'd be able to have wireless to your PC. So you would technically, yeah, have better graphics, but have it be like oh, a, like it's a like super a Bluetooth light headset. thing, yeah. kind of? Okay. It'll be like over Wi Fi, but yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. So it's just cool to see the different kind of technology solutions that are coming forward with that. But we're kind of getting off a tangent with, with uh, storytelling and VR. Yeah. What are some of your favorite games that incorporate good storytelling with VR right now? Uh, Besides right Rune Waker, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, Rune Waker, come on. I am excited, no. dude. Like, I, you, there was a call. Like, I, I'm not even saying this just, like, for because we're friends. But, like, it's genuinely, like a good story like you told me the the like outline of the story like months ago like when you were first developing it like i'll probably almost like a year year and a half ago yeah. and i was like dude this is like an exciting story it's like a world that like i was excited to be able to explore when it was done like it's very exciting so it's cool thank you yeah yeah it's, I actually, it's funny as i was going through my game design document i was actually going through and like adding in more details about some of the characters because there's some characters like i knew like their motives and stuff but i didn't really know like why they had those motives so uh -huh. I kind of like wrote about them a little bit more, kind of like the uh, yeah. like the grand headmaster of arches. Like, why is he trying to get like these powerful relics and all that kind of stuff? And like, uh -huh. what's his relationship with his son, the commander? And, okay, uh, like stuff like that. I built out a little bit more, so you might like that. Yeah, it's cool to flesh that stuff out that like you're thinking about it. Yeah, I liked the world building. I know we had like some calls where we were talking about like uh, certain worlds. Like, I think we talked. We like were brainstorming about like. I don't want to give away too much, but we were, I don't know how much you're keeping, but we brainstormed. My favorite was like, we were talking about this planet that had like different colored sand and like, yeah. there were, there could have been like different factions within the different colored sands, like dunes. Cause like on earth, Dune three. Yeah. I mean, on earth there's like <laughs> pink sand, there's like white sand dunes. There's like black sand in Hawaii. So like, I was just thinking like, what if there was a planet that was just all that, but like different environments that create these different sections of colored sand and, and then there's these warring factions so i don't know it's funny because cool. now now thinking back about that you know what that makes me think about what bionicle really yeah why <laughs> because technically because like that's it wasn't just about sand but it was like the different colors are based off of like different factions from different oh like, 
groups and stuff like that. So it's kind of funny. Okay. But, uh, but sorry, you, I went yeah. off track. What are, what are your, like some games you're excited about, like stories? Yeah, no, I I like uh, Stormlands. Uh, I, I I honestly haven't. It's also funny enough. Uh, one of uh, Insomniac's introductory VR games. Oh, really? So they, just, they just know how to do stories. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, what is it about? So you are a well, you like you're playing as like an AI robot. Uh, that was a botanist. That was like ha, reviving this nist, <laughs> <laughs> but like you're sent on this mission to this planet to kind of like revitalize it. But then there's like this enemy faction that like comes in, like destroys everything in the Stormlands. So like you're able to like f- like glide around, uh, uh, glide around and float and like explore different areas and stuff like that. You kind of have to like rediscover like, hey, how did everything like collapse and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, I still haven't played all the way through it. I've just been way too busy, but uh, I I love that one. Um, that's cool and tenant i was reading more into boneworks and like the lore with that uh because that has like boneworks is like the physically most like dynamic vr right game. and that was kind of the selling point with bone lab being the, the the sequel but like honestly it's not being received as well but they actually have a story behind it yeah so that's the thing there is a story behind it and it, it's actually really crazy and in depth uh I, okay i could talk about it probably for a while but well what just like a highlight of it yeah yeah it, it's pretty much uh, trying to solve immortality with VR. Whoa! And Whoa, then that's kind of meta. That's cool. Yeah, and then and then there's <laughs> meta. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's that. But also with you have these supernatural entities that you have to be careful of from the void because you're dealing with like all this. It's not like supernatural, but kind of is like supernatural like tech stuff with the VR space and like tra- figure out like what consciousness is and like how do you like transfer it over and all that and then like uh-huh. there's this there's these different corporations that allow the technology to happen and then like you play a protagonist in the first one Arthur Ford as a security advisor and then you're like you figure out that like, he, he like he figures it out that he could become immortal like that so then he's like okay I'm gonna go do that and then that's kind of like the first games like you're kind of cool. first games are like, really like going through and like uh, you're just going through this world that's like stopped in time as you're trying to go reset it so you can get yourself to be like oh, fully okay. in VR. Cool. It's it's weird. It's really it's really cool. It's it's funny too because it has a lot of inspirations I've I, uh, from like Sword Art Online, which I just finished season four of, uh, which is an anime all about VR. There's so much like more in VR that I just I'm so outside that world. Like I didn't know there was like an anime about. V- I know I knew one you told me, but like yeah. before that, like I didn't know like. I feel like me and a lot of the general population don't view VR as developed as it actually is right now because it's not mainstream or, like, talked about too much. And it's cool seeing, like, I know you're very connected yeah. in the world and in the space. Like, it, it's definitely farther along than I think a lot of people give credit for. And I think also, like, big companies are catching up. Like, the fact that we have, like, talks oh, about the metaverse and, like, meta with Facebook and everything. Like, that kind of just proves that like, this is the way of the future, at least what a lot of people are predicting. Oh yeah, dude. Especially if we get to the levels that we see in Sword Art Online and like in other uh, ideologies too, where you're able to like imagine when we get to the point where we're able to combine VR with like Neuralink, to where you can have like a literal like full down. Oh my gosh! So it's like that, that'd be crazy. That's also dude, a little I have, scary. I, I mean, all change is scary, but and I have ideas about like how you would do that, and I'm like, okay, well, you need to have to do that. How would you visually process that, like all that, and it's like because you can't just use regular objects. You'd have to use some kind of like AI imaging software based off of like. We're already having things where, like, what was it? There's that one test where, like, somebody, like, was shown an image, and then they, like, 
image was taken away and then they're asked to like imagine the image and then they had an ai like whoa recreate the image based off the really previous. yeah whoa yeah so you'd need to have something like that but inversed to where you'd be able to have that then brainwave sent to the brain right to then formalize that image for it as you're in like a full dive so that's but we're crazy. getting that is my point that's like yeah so dang yeah yeah, I mean, there's definitely some interesting stories that you can tell about that. Yeah, VR itself, which I think is interesting. Like, VR is so new, but also just the new moral and ethic, like, questions we're going to have to face as a society as we move forward is something that needs to be discussed, like, in real life, but also would be interesting to explore in, like, a game situation where you can, like, predict, like, worst case scenario, this happens. Like, what would that look like and how that would how play out? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's really interesting and cool i do too that's why i do this <laughs> yeah any woo any oh woohoo God. what did you just say yeah i don't know dude my brain Wahoo! is i just thought that did you <laughs> hear the voice actor for mario just retired yes i did that was he also he did sad. wario he did like yep. all the main four he did mario yeah. luigi wario and uh what's his Peach. face yep <laughs> waluigi yeah <laughs> that'd be crazy if did Peach. i like I wonder how much he was getting paid. I hope it was like a substantial amount. Oh, he's no, he's he's good. But he's also, sick. like, who's gonna take over for that? I mean, I feel like a lot of people do impersonations. So Chris hope, Pratt. Please no, please <laughs> no. I will literally delete everything Nintendo from my life if that happens. Again, man, no. I've never really been much of a Nintendo guy. Doesn't really. Like, Dude, I'm Super to see Mario him go. Galaxy, but Wii like, Sports Resort. Ugh. Like that was good. Wii Sports, but like. Mario Kart Wii? That was like my main main thing. I know, dude. That's so good. Like, what did I play when I had my DS? What Nintendo game would make the best VR? That's game what I'm thinking of right now. It's like I still think Wii Sports would be good, but I feel like it'd be too similar to just regular Wii Sports, because you're already like doing the motions. The only changes would be instead of looking at the TV, you'd have the headset on. And like you're still kind of like yeah. locked to a position because like in tennis, you're locked to like the line that you're on. So I feel like the VRness wouldn't really add too much besides you can look at the like low poly me's in the stands next to you, I guess. Oh, that'd be kind of fun. You can see like all the like crazy yeah. me's you made like really close up. Or like when you're know. boxing. I I, yeah, no, that would, I feel like it would honestly be really good. The, the resort one too. Like, we're able to go around, fly to planes, and, like, like do, like, this sort of thing, or, like, go on the bike. The next time I get, you know, like, Star Wars Squadrons, it's just, like, which is a game where you just, uh, That's like, fun fighters. Just, like, I don't know the I story about one. that one too much. I didn't really get too far in it, but... It's actually yeah, pretty good. I, I feel like, for me still, like, the mechanics, because I don't play it a lot, the mechanic is the biggest hurdle for me to get past, and I have to get adjusted to that before I even start thinking about the story. I'm like, oh, I'm in VR, I have to do all this. Like, I'm just so focused on that that the story is, like, so secondary to me. I think once myself and the public catches up, we'll be like you, where we're like, okay, I'm so used to the mechanics of VR, now I'm looking at the story. I think the mechanics are, like, a hurdle and, like, first step that people need to get past yeah. look at the stories. No, it um, is. It definitely is. Yeah. But yeah, Squadrons is a good example of that because I like didn't even know there was a story. I just kind of played like for maybe half an hour with you and just was getting used to the mechanics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the reason I know Superhot's story loosely, like you're putting on the headset and jumping into this game mm -hmm. to like fight this evil, is because I've I liked Superhot mechanics enough that I played it a lot so that I got mm -hmm. used to the mechanics so then I got and into the story more. Yeah. yeah. It's just interesting, which I feel like is also the case for any video game that's not VR. Like for 
the not gaming public, like, I think my mom, if she were to pick up, like, Star Wars Jedi Survivor or something like that, she would not mm. be paying attention to the story. She'd be so focused on, like, what buttons do I push to move? Like, she, I think it's the same thing. It's just there's different levels of, like, how you... St- to like video gaming and that style yeah. of mechanics it's, it's, you are. it's weird to think about it's like a symbiotic like relationship i guess with like the interface in a way it's like because again like for example you and i are so used to like controller keyboard and for me like headsets right like yeah i'm just used to it you know whereas when it comes to like other people it's just like again like again with your mom analogy like she doesn't have that like symbiotic like she doesn't have that natural yeah. sense to that right so it's kind of that's fun. also the case it's, it's a good comparison with like when you're picking up like a new program or something, like when I first started in yeah. Photoshop, even now I'm not like an expert, but like when I first started out, I did not know how to like import an image. So I was just on YouTube and like the biggest hurdle for me was like learning the program. I guess Premiere would be a better example. Like when I first started yeah. Premiere, I had no idea how to use it. So my biggest hurdle was like just learning how to use it. I was not doing anything creatively. I was just learning mechanics. But once the mechanics became like an extension of me because I just did it over and over again, I then was able to dive into the possibilities and be more creative with my editing and stuff like that on yeah. certain projects. And I think I guess it's the same way with video games. Which is just, I, I think makes sense when I say it. It's just interesting because I've never really thought about it that way. Yeah, well, no, I like I definitely have in that sense, but I think of it more in the classroom, like whenever I teach. Because it's more mm-hmm. like uh, you got to get through the technical problem solving before you can get to the creative problem solving. Yeah, which sucks because like, you want to do the creative stuff first. Like it's so. Yeah. Like I remember when I first started like After Effects and Premiere, I was just like, I have so many ideas, but I do not know how to execute them. And it's execute. Yeah. And it's and it's honestly like a challenge. I think that's why a lot of people quit is because it can be so demoralizing just getting over that learning curve for any program before you start getting the creative fulfillment once you know it well enough like that learning curve is just so annoying that sometimes people don't persist to get to the point where they can execute on their visions and i i'm yeah. even a culprit of that on certain programs like i feel like i've i had to drive and learn for premiere and after effects and even photoshop and illustrator a bit but like i want to get more into 3d programs but like the learning curve is steep and i need to persist past that this is like a therapy session for me when i jump into blender <laughs> And figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you say that. You say that. You you want to jump into Blender, then the second you do, you're like, okay, what are the hotkeys for anything? <laughs> I know that. Well, I was. I did get pretty good at Blender back in the Blue Butter Bagel days. Like we, I did these like mini Minecraft animations to like show off our teams. Like I would import. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I these rigged that. characters in and actually do like mini animations, and uh, I was really proud of those. Um, I had to like yeah. learn how to import an environment, but like I had again these crazy ideas, and I what came out was just like a super diluted version of it because I didn't know how to execute everything that I wanted to. But yeah, this is like a huge tangent. Like this kind of podcast is all over the place, but uh, I kind of want to wrap it up a little early because we're recording a little late, so I want to be able to yeah. edit things. Um, do you have any last minute thoughts on like VR and storytelling that you wanted to? highlight or talk about things you're excited about with the future i mean for the future again i'm excited to see well short term again is it's going to be like seeing how other studios continue with stylization and and uh really embark on how to give new unique experiences yeah you know? long term i'm excited to see like the technology grow and something that can potentially even ask us like hey how do we experience things like questions like that that can like really change about like how how we interact in our a part of these stories, you know? Yeah. Uh, and finally, I, I, it was like a final note, just, just to 
talk about like games and stuff like that. I think it's really funny to think about like I want to say like skill level, but also just like how how used to how people are to different like mechanics in a way when it comes to tangential games. Like from I'm thinking like Call of Duty to say like a game like Pavlov or Contractors in VR, right? Uh huh. Because um, there's so many people that like ju- like swap over to that in VR, and they're like just absolute dog, absolute dog water. And it's funny because like to me it's like second nature to like check every corner, you know, like make sure I'm clear and stuff like that. I'm just using this as an analogy, right? Because it's like just watching how how people think and how they do things in VR. Funnily enough, kind of validates how some NPCs are in other really? games. Cause, yeah, because like they never look up or like they they like you know what okay. I mean stuff like that. Interesting. They're, like, they, like they're they're kind of like still trying to like figure things out in a way. So it's, it's yeah. just funny to see how that kind of translates to in VR. How you can like actually see how people will interact with the world, uh, like in a, again a more immersive way. Yeah. All right. Um, are you ready for patient shoutouts? Uh, yeah, hit me with them. Cue the Stars music. Bushka, bitch, and Lori, Frank, Vic, Lisa, Evan, Tony. Thank you so much for pledging the tier. You can see the shoutout. If you like to support us over on Patreon, link is down in the description. You get the audio episode early, special benefits, cool perks, all that jazz, and more. Thank you seriously, sincerely, for Patreon supporters. Um, are you ready for cool comments? Yeah, hit me with them. We got so, this up. On our last week's episode, the irrefutable dessert tier list, which was part two of our dessert tier list mm-hmm. thing with Evan. Uh, speaking of my mom, which we talked about earlier, my mom commented. She said, "Love the discord between everyone. Hysterical on to- on the topic of welcome candy. Never put out unwrapped candy. Think about how many people are touching that opened candy with like a sick bleh face emoji." That is uh, fair. Which is a very fair point because we were talking about like jelly. Evan was like, "Jelly beans are the perfect thing." So that's right, Evan. Another reason why jelly beans suck. We should well, drop it down another thing. letter. My mom usually has out like little Hershey kisses. Yeah, that's what I th- I think that's I like said. I agreed with you. Like Hers- I think I said Hershey kisses, and you were like, no, peanut M and M's or something like that. Well, um, uh, yeah, I prefer good peanut M and M. But I'm also thinking about like at home. Like if I'm at home, I'm gonna do that. If I'm going out somewhere, I- yeah, Hershey kisses. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And there's also Hershey kisses with like different like, uh. This flavors. That's my flavor motion. That's me wiggling hand? my fingers around. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, imagine you know when you're in a bar or something, or just like at a fight, like in movies, where they're like, "This is like pain and like danger." It's like this is flavor. <laughs> this hand. <laughs> Name in my fists. All right. Um, and then Josh McIntyre. This is flavor. This is flavor. Oh. <laughs> uh, Josh McIntyre also commented on that. Uh, they said. Because on the last one, they agreed with everything that Evan said, basically. And we asked at the end of this one, like, does Evan, uh, do you agree with Evan? And Josh said, Evan let me down on this one. Jelly beans are S tier for me. Josh. Uh, <sighs> but half the other candies and chocolates you mentioned I've never had before. Love the episode. The food content is amazing. Thank you, Josh. We really appreciate it. You know, we got to yeah. do some one of these times. We got to have a time where we do like a food tasting thing. I know. That can be on our like, we get, secret like, we project get, like, a whole... thing. That we were talking like about. Like McDonald's thing. I saw like, like a mukbang and somebody else. Yeah. It doesn't even be a mukbang technically, but like we don't need to be like, well, this is a mukbang. Don't they have like ASMR in the mic or whatever? Isn't that what goes no, on? No. That, that, not all of them. What mukbangs are you listening to? Mukbang? The, I thought mukbangs were the ones you get like a whole bunch of food and you eat it and, and then you like, eat the, it. You, like they, no, you like, eat it and you like, like in the, the ones I listen to, you ask questions to each other and like just talk like you're having a meal. Like basically oh, a podcast with food. Oh. That's the ones I'm I listen to. I, I, don't I, what I think I'm thinking of like Nick Akato or whatever the ones that uh, he did. Where, or it's just know. like, I don't know. I never even watched them. I just saw little clips and because it's just weird watching people eat like that. Yeah. Never mind, but 
If people right. talking about it, then that's 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 what I'd like to do. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for the introduction? Yeah. Tell me when. When. We just talk about whatever we want to talk about, and now we're done. <laughs> Thank you seriously so much to everyone. We really, really appreciate you listening. Uh, let us know down below your favorite stories in video games and VR games, if you've played any, what your favorite like VR games are or story VR games. We would love to hear them, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for listening. We'll be back next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.